0: I knew it. Another Heard At Media production.
1: So welcome to Conversations with Captain Sanity. I'm very excited to have Scott Dancy, uh, founder of Azuna Fresh, amongst many other things. So I just have to read his bio because I just read it this morning for the first time. And after knowing him a year. And I'm so impressed. (laughs) Serial entrepreneur involved with various industries, including staffing, both healthcare and technology, oil and gas limited partnerships, consumers, uh, consumer and goods and sand and gravel pits amongst many other things. Sand sand and
0: gravel, we should have been called the money pit, but that's okay.
1: Why? Sand and gravel is the money pit
0: or you're losing Uh, money? Well, we just, we just, we, we lost a lot of money on that one. (laughs) So that wasn't so good. And, that one ended with, um, my ex father-in-law's, uh, ending in his life early the day of the closing of the business. That's how, that's how bad it went. Wow. So he was my partner in it. So, you know, that's, that tough. one is not as exciting as some of the others, but, but, yeah. you know, you'll live. You
1: yeah. No, you know what serial entrepreneur, like the one thing I love about entrepreneurs is that some things fail, but you don't stop. Right. So failure no, for is sure. exactly. But uh, the other, the last time we were together, you told me a story or you were telling other people the story and I was like, you, what? Um, Obviously, you've had a long, you know, an incredible life. You've done many things. Will you share that story, please? Because I think it's so (laughs) cool, uh, especially how you decided that the engineer wasn't really connecting with the kids and how you went and took over. Okay. So will you share? That yeah. Yeah. So, so
0: long story short, we were in the, the staffing business. I was living in Washington, DC. This was pre my kids. And um, we had a, a lot of information, security consultants that would go out and we were building a software for management systems for security. And I was trying to get, you know, press for the business. And we basically hooked up with a bunch of schools to talk about like what it was like to, you know, this is very really early stage, of the internet, this is like early 2000s. So like, it was like chat rooms, like all the stuff that seems obvious, like right now, back then was, you know, people, kids were getting at the time, sometimes kidnapped, sometimes coerced into going to different places. Um, I saw a thing on the internet the other day that said, like, your parents always told you not to get into a, a car with a stranger. And now there's Uber. And it was like, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff that that you think now is normal was not back then, right? So we were at this school in Virginia and I asked one of the engineers to to speak to the kids and he just flubbed his way through it and was just, he was talking like way too technical. And I got in, and I was like, hold on. It's just, you know, if Jimmy from Colorado says, go meet me at the, you know, the Washington uh, monument, don't do it because this is what's really going to happen. And there was a lady there who was a reporter for the Washington post. And she came up and talked to me afterwards Said, thank you. This was great. And I was like, all right, cool. A week later, like third page of the, or front page of one of the sections of the Washington Post was this article on this program that we created, which was literally talking one time um, to kids. And I was like, all right, this is cool. We got a little bit of press. And then uh, a couple of days later, I get a letter from Janet Reno's office, who was the, the sitting attorney general saying, we want you to sit on the National Cybersecurity Board. And I'm laughing because I you know, I didn't know what a VPN or intrusion detection system or firewall really did or anything like that. And everybody that was on it, it was like Sandy Berger, Eric Holder became the attorney general, Richard Clark, who was the first um, uh, security advisor, Sandy Berger, who was the uh, another national security advisor, Howard Schmidt, who was the CTO for, I think, Microsoft or something like that, and me. So it was really hysterical. And we would go into these meetings and then they would be like, and Scott, what do you think about this? And I'm just sitting there dying laughing, like, you guys are in charge of our nation's cybersecurity and you're asking me about a kid in a chat room or, or national security direction. So it was pretty funny. And then for a while they would like, you know, CNN would call and be like, we want you to talk as an expert on security and good morning America. And I'm just dying laughing because I'm like, this is hysterical that they're asking me the, these questions. So that was a short lived fame as my career as a cybersecurity expert leading our country.
1: Yeah, well, you know what, Scott? When you uh, look back on your life, you think, okay, look at everything that you've done. You are an expert. You knew yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm an expert. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I it's just fascinating. What would you say to young entrepreneurs? Like, what would you say to them with all your experience?
0: Well, you know, the, the world's so different now than when I started. When I started. Um, I started in technology staffing so i moved to atlanta georgia i grew up in new jersey i went to university of rochester i was sick of the cold me and my buddy jay detulio was going to chiropractic school down there we we drove down two red toyota tercels that were old and beat up got all of our furniture you know second hand and i took a job in staffing and which basically meant we were placing um, accountants at the time actually And I did a couple of deals and they were giving me so little money. I'm like, I'm never going to make any money doing this. So, um, I went to another firm for three months, which was technology, which was really hot at the time. This was 1995. SAP was getting big and the guy whose desk that I took, um, had already went and started his own business. And like, I kept getting calls for him and I called him and said, dude, he's like, come over, let's, let's do it together. So we started a business. We were killing it. We did that for about five years, which led in the information security stuff. But then you could do a business, and I'm not saying you can't now, I mean, we literally had two card tables, phones that would break out all the time, and, you know, we would get people placed, and then we would do cash advances on credit cards to make payrolls, and it it was really the, the best experience as an entrepreneur, but, you know, with the advent of the internet right now, and all the different pieces, what I would suggest to some younger kids is to basically go get a job you know, work in e-commerce, work in development, you know, find out what your niche is and then find something that you like. And whether it's a service, whether it's a software, whatever it may be, you know, just just go after it. You can do it, but it's definitely much different than when I started this 26, 27 years ago. You know, there's 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 much more opportunity now, but the barriers to entry are sometimes a little bit a little bit bigger too.
1: Yeah. So in your life. With all the different companies you've been involved with, was there anything that was a constant, like that you said, I'm going to stick to this technology because from what I see, you try everything, which for me is incredible.
0: Yeah. I mean, so no, and that was part of my downfall, quite frankly, is that I was spread too thin. You know, when I, you know, I've been involved in a couple of different staffing businesses, the gravel pit was just, just a nightmare um, but I started an oil and gas, um, drilling business where we, we actually, it's really like a financial services company. I'm one of the partners in, um, where we basically support, um, a driller, um, in the Southern Illinois basin where we would raise all the capital for them and then handle all the back end financial. And we started that, I believe it was 2013 or just before that maybe 2011, 2011. And, um, it's done really well. We have about $500 million under management of drills of wells that we drilled, And I learned a lot about that. I learned the financial services side from the staffing. I learned how to deal with people and then to realize I never wanted to deal with people again, because it's just, it's just a little bit too much. And then, you know, when Azuna came about, I had really no clue, but I can tell you the one constant I have with Azuna now is taking all the little things that I screwed up on in the past and making sure that we're doing them right now, you know, And, and the first part and the most important part is culture, right? Yeah. You know, some of my staffing companies, we would start off with a great culture and then it just went crap, you know, or um, the oil and gas is still, you know, pretty good and going strong. We've had some, some, some hits, but we're, we're rebounding with that. Um, You know, when I, my first staffing company ever at 26, I was the second oldest person in the company. We had over 150 employees. Like that's how much fun we were having. We had no clue what we were doing, you know, but it was fun. And I think Azuna is somewhat similar, but we've got a good mix of some people that are in their fifties and have sold businesses for a billion to younger kids who, you know, are content creators are absolutely killing it to, you know, single moms who haven't worked in 15. It's just, it's a whole cadre, but but the culture is so good right now. So I think the one constant is when it works, the people all work hard and they don't, punch the clock. You know, the beauty of Azuna is I might get a text from Connor, AJ, 11 o'clock. What do you think about this? Uh, you know, and, and a text from Amanda at six in the morning, how do I answer this question? And like, that means just means that they're not sitting there saying it's five o'clock. I'm done. See you later. You know, that, that to me is the that's the one constant. I don't care about technology. I'm sure that, you know, never really been involved in tech except as an investor, but the, the culture of people, I think is the main thing.
1: And it starts with you because you created that culture, <clears throat> and I think it's really important for leaders out there that you know the way things used to be in the corporate world and in business has shifted, especially since COVID, right? Since the lockdown. Oh yeah. And when you give people that space, because Amanda has children, um, yep. When they're in bed, she works harder, you know, than when you know she's getting them yeah. ready for school. You understand That's that? A great which example, it, yeah. Yeah, and it's really great because then they, when you have leaders like you. They want, they don't want to disappoint you. You, what I witness is that you empower people in a way where they do not want to disappoint you and you create that loyalty because you trust them, right? So you, when you hire them, you're like, you got automatic trust, but the loyalty from gifting that trust is tenfold.
0: So I grew up in in Northern New Jersey and that's an area where you know, people always say, I, I, I'd, I'd kill for you or I'd die for you. And and mostly they don't mean it really, except where I'm from, you know, like people live that. So like I've spent the last 27 years sometimes probably just being disappointed by people because like, you're like, you know, you're walking, you know, around and it's like, how come that person was looking at me funny? Nobody just hit him in the back of the head with a bottle, you know, like that, like that was like the type of stuff. Like you're, you're just, used to that stuff. And and, it, and it's cool that this group of people has such a good, um you know, loyal base and so no one needs to die for anybody. No one needs to kill anybody, but, you know, but it's just, it's very interesting. You know, when I started Azuna, I wanted the first three cents to be called loyalty, honesty, and truth. And everyone was like, well, what the hell does honesty smell like? I said, I don't know. I just think it would be a good marketing. And part of me wishes we, you know, we still did, you know, cause it's, um it's just, I don't know. I, you know, I was involved in a bunch of different staffing businesses. Some went great, some, you know, went well, but you know, there, there was, you get like, you know, what do they call that? The the Fox in the house and they screw up everything and relationships get ruined. And I've seen that happen. Yeah. And uh, I don't really care what happens with Azuna. Like I care, but like, I want it to work, but I really want it to work for everybody too. And I want everybody to like, enjoy the journey. Like we could sell this thing for a lot of money right now. And it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to, it's like, you know, it just, it's like, have fun. Like this is the first time in 20 years I've actually had fun in a business. So yeah. that part is cool to me. So, yeah. but thank That's- you for noticing that because I think we do have a really, really good staff of people too.
1: Yeah. So I want to talk about Azuna fresh um, and uh, the product itself. Like what, what inspired you to create such an incredible product? And um, tell me about that.
0: Um. So, I had just gone through um, a separation and I was living in a rental and my washing machine broke and it just smelled like that sitting water. And I was like, this is disgusting, right? So my friend, Keith Green, who's a partner in the business comes by and he was picking up his son who was playing basketball with my son. And he brings me over this little tea tree uh, odor eliminator and I put it in there and it worked. And I'm like, Keith, this is amazing. And like, you ever see the movie envy with Jack Black and Ben Stiller, So they create poopy gun. Like that was the first thing somebody go, dude, you got poopy gun. Like, this is amazing. What are you doing with it? And they really didn't do anything with it for like a couple of years. They were selling it like yeah. hockey bags and maybe on a little bit a day. Cole, can you grab AJ fest Are you still there? I'm Any? here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For some reason I can't see you now, but yeah. that's fine. As long as you see me. Yeah. Um, so long story short, you know, a couple of years later, I said, let's, let's, let's do it. And, you know, we, Came up with the name Azuna, kind of like is a offhand thing, which I love the name. And then we we basically um we basically uh went over and started doing like the sprays and the wipes and then we got the world's uh everyone's favorite captain involved and it helped legitimize the business and and now we've got other, you know, superstar influencers and athletes and we got a big announcement coming next week. So um
1: so glad we're gonna I didn't be the, say anything
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it's okay i mean like we can you know you we'll, know we'll we'll see it but like we're gonna be you know we're, we're in buffalo new york and buffalo is you know sometimes not 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 that high profile of a city and but the buffalo bills everyone loves them you know they you know aj runs an amazing uh site for buffalo bills stuff and and we we are excited to announce that we're going to be the official odor and eliminator of the Buffalo bills next week. And we're going to have a new scent called the smell of victory, which smells like a little bit like champagne. And me and Sandy and Dion are going to go Instagram live next Friday. Make sure you download uh, the Buffalo bills app, and we're going to go live at two 15, I think or two 30 on Monday. And then we're going to have a hell of a party.
1: Yeah. I'm excited. You know, what That's I want to talk fun. about the Buffalo people from Buffalo, Every person that I've ever met from Buffalo, there's a passion and a pride that lives within them. That is like Buffalo, right? So
0: that's yeah, awesome. I mean, that's why I've called it home for 20 years. And you know, the similar thing in New Jersey where everyone's like, oh, what exit or what part of swampland you live in? And then Buffalo is the same thing. What do you lose the Super Bowls? You know, oh, what do you all meet? Chicken wings. You know, so like, I think when you, you live in places like that, where more people leave than come into you know, there definitely is that pride. And, and the cool thing about Buffalo people is a lot of them have gone to Charlotte, Florida, whatever. If you go to a Buffalo bills game in Miami or Arizona or LA, there's more bills fans there than there are in these major cities for their home team, you know? So it's, it's pretty crazy. Like I'm almost nervous how much of this scent smell of victory we're going to, we're going to, we're going to sell next week because Buffalo fans are passionate. They're crazy. And, and, you know, we had a 17 year drought about making the playoffs And people, you know, still went to the games. I I will always remember my son is sitting over here the day that the bills went to the playoffs for the first time. And like, I think it was like five years ago and it wasn't even on their own accord. The bills win the game and they had to have Baltimore um, or Cincinnati beat Baltimore to, to do it. It's fourth and nine, 50 seconds left and friggin Cincinnati scores a touchdown, Right. Like, with like no time in the clock, and the Bills players are going nuts. I'm on the phone. Me and Cole are trying to figure out. I thought we were going to Kansas City. So I booked flights to Kansas City. We literally go to Jacksonville and we go to that game. But the craziest thing about Bills fans is that they started a GoFundMe for Andy Dalton, who was the quarterback of the Bengals Foundation, for basically doing that. They raised $450,000 in three hours
1: what
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's insane you know when the current quarterback josh allen's grandmother died they in 17 increments it, and it started a patricia allen fund at oshai hospital who's somebody that we do some work with and they've raised millions of dollars for it like when lamar jackson for this for the for the ravens came in and got a concussion they donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to his backpack fund like it's literally unreal what the fan base is is like here so it's kind of it's really, really exciting, and it's a huge milestone for this little, you know, twelve-person company in Buffalo to do. You
1: know, I love your memory. I love that you're so passionate about football. Didn't you play football? Were you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I played in high school and in college. I played at um, University of Rochester, which is a Division three school, you know, and and had a good time. But D three at the time was was great, but you know, you could get drunk the night before, you know, <laughs> yeah. know miss practice, you know, and stuff like that. And you still, you know had your yeah. opportunities but i mean i'm still very close with a lot of my friends from you know from then. and you know like the one thing about sports that i think is really cool is, is it doesn't matter good bad or different it's like the camaraderie of it you know and your teammates and you know i'm on group texts with guys from college and high school still more than i talk to my you know current friends here and it's yeah. and it's pretty funny so
1: that's incredible you know scott you are an incredible leader entrepreneur father and i'm just so grateful that we're in each other's lives now honestly every time i spend time with you i learn something new about you and i told evan i go i have so much fun although the last time we were together i wasn't so well
0: but i was going to say same and and i'm going to tell a quick story about sandy she is the biggest trooper in the world we had an event down in clearwater two three weeks ago maybe yeah and um for one, she got stuck on the runway for about 13 hours in Denver to get there, which is why I literally have a private jet waiting in case you can't go out this this weekend because I'm like too nervous about the flight travel, right? Is um and she finally gets there, shows up, and she is sick as a dog. And you know, if not, you spend not any contagious. time contagious.
1: Let's just clear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, not,
0: you know, and if you spend any time with Sandy, you realize that a lot of people come up and you know, I mean, if it was me, I would be like, oh my God, you're asking me the same goddamn story over and over and over again. But every time it's like she's, it was like the first time she heard it, gives everybody attention. I saw it at the Annapolis boat show, other places. Um, and, and it's just cool. It's cool to see. Like there was, wasn't there a guy like a three star general or something like that came yes. up that
1: oh my he, God,
0: he, yes. like, he, he turns up, he, he leaves work every day to go watch. Yes. To show?
1: Yeah. At um, the Air Force Base in Tampa. Yeah, so that's uh, it's nuts.
0: yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. So, yeah. so I love that because you know you you you've been a big part. You know, not just what we're doing with TT Marine, but like it's kind of cool. People are like, "Oh, there's Captain Sandy." Might, no, I'll at least click. You know, and that's been helpful. And you, you, some of the Buffalo Bills staff members that we're working with are like the biggest fans. Like the girl that you're going to be doing it with, Maddie like she's so ridiculously excited to do this Instagram live, you know? Yeah. So you're probably gonna have to take a lot of frigging pictures on Monday night, but I'm used to, (laughs) I'm
1: used to that. And you know, I've been given a platform. So why wouldn't, why wouldn't I be joyous about it? So Scott, thank you. I do want to talk about azunafresh.com that this product is incredible. We have the uh, Lux glass pods. So we're environmentally friendly and, Right now, I need to refill this because it's... I was going to
0: say, you need a refill.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I will. I got to tell you, I use that spray all the time because we have a 17-year-old oh, year downstairs. It does eliminate the odors because... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't get behind it if it didn't. And I also had the washing machine gunky smell. And i well, sprayed horrible, the spray. It's gone. And it has not returned. It's crazy.
0: So it we've works. got a new marketing, marketing plan coming out, like the deck of cards once a week is a different way to how to Azuna. Like there's so many, like I learned stuff the other day, like my, what my garbage disposal was disgusting. And I just poured a little bit down there and all of a sudden it's been completely fine, you know? So like, there's just so many different ways to use the sprays, the gels, the wipes, which are great. You know, the new spray we're coming out with is the same spray, but we've got like a new, um, a new uh, container that's got this like amazing, like mister, but it's like not aerosol. It's just a natural, you know, uh, pump mist. So I'm excited about that because it'll be plastic because people love the glass, but then they don't want to take it with them in their hockey bag or maybe on a boat right. or even, you know, so this will be like the on the go Azuna spray, you know?
1: Right. I love it. I will definitely use it and I'm going to use it. on no, the boat. It's be
0: good. You'll love it. Well, yeah, we'll, 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 have it out soon enough. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll see you this weekend. I'm excited.
0: Uh, I can't wait. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun. And, and, uh, orders that come through. Um, and the, the charitable things that we're going to be announcing that we're going to be able to do with it yeah. is really cool. Which, by the way, I'm very excited to be a member of the, on your board of directors. Here. Thank you. We
1: have
0: uh,
1: a rock star board. Like we're building a rock star is. board.
0: But it's really a. What's really cool about your charity, though, is it's, it's not it's something I could definitely understand and, 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 and believe in, you know, and working with. I just think it's great to start in Florida, but I would love to see some kids in Buffalo that never thought that they would ever like go work on a yacht, go work on a yacht.
1: We're rolling it out in every state, Scott. So one state at a time, let's, you know, we're going to test. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah. I,
0: I just, I just think it's amazing though. um, It's not just the ability to have like a cool job, but the ability, you know, connections like where I went to college, I didn't go there. I, I think I graduated with like a two, two, like I didn't go there for my grades. I ended up getting some shitty job in Atlanta. I went, but my, you know, I went there for the connections, you know? And like, that's what I think this is going to create is a lot of kids who maybe didn't have the connections. Like from what I've seen and don't get me wrong, I don't want to get anybody in the Yachty world mad at me, but I feel like all I've met is either rich kids or South Africans or Australians, you know, that are on it. Like it'd be, it's going to be cool to see some, you know, America. stories of people yeah. that are from other places, you know?
1: Absolutely. I agree. And that's, we need we are 50,000 crew members short today. We need people. Yeah. And it's such a cool industry. You're immersed in different cultures. You learn different languages. They have the best parties. Let's not, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. You, you for travel sure. the world. You're on these
1: super yachts. You're shoulder to shoulder with the billionaires that own the yachts. And you serve them. And it's and there's a lot of pride in it. And I don't know. I, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. I'm so happy you're on the board. And I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate
0: much. it. You know I love you, and anytime you need me for anything, and I can't wait to see you this week.